Skincare Affair is a podcast by two entrepreneur estheticians and friends who come together to discuss all things beauty. We are just a couple of moms who share a love for skincare. We promise to bring you the most in-depth and accurate information to the best of our ability. Join us as we dive deep into modern skincare trends, review products, and learn more about the ever-growing beauty industry. Yes, here in California, we've been on a strict lockdown for, I think, two weeks now. Mm, I think so. My concept of time is... um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not working very well these days. <laughs> but yes, we are doing our social distancing, mm-hmm. our lockdown. So all of our businesses have been closed except for what's deemed essential, which I'm sure is like a lot of the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. Banks are open. Target is open. Grocery stores. Restaurants are only open for carryout mm-hmm. or delivery. I saw you went to, was it the desert? Yeah, just, um, it's like an hour away. Um, and uh, my sister-in-laws have property out there, and so they just kind of go crazy and ride motorcycles. And We were going to camp, but then it started raining. Oh. Yeah, it was all around the time this stuff kind of started getting more serious. And I don't know, it was weird. It was like raining, and we're all in lockdown, and kind of never ended. And then, of course, the schools are all shut down, so... Yeah, you and all of your kids. Yeah, all four are at home and doing distance learning, so... How is that going? It's okay right now. Um, Some of them are on spring break, so they're not really doing much, but Stella's had um, Zoom meetings with her class, and everything is on Google. It's called Google Classroom, actually, so... um, she has her assignments every day, and I'm kind of learning to be a teacher now. So <laughs> I'm homeschooling. <laughs> I yeah. saw a meme the other day that was like, um, the future generation, like all the kids that are in school right now, are going to be taking over the workforce with homeschool education brought to you by day drinking. Yes. <laughs> and I, I saw that. It's so funny. <laughs> the memes lately have been seriously probably what's getting me through this yeah i was gonna say they're killing it but that's bad (laughs) (laughs) memes are amazing these days and then i don't know if you watched it but the have you seen the tiger king memes not yet i've seen all the memes i haven't seen the the documenting is it the mini series i don't know a docuseries something like that so i watched it and I, I can't believe I watched it because it just looked so crazy, but it was amazing. And so I texted, like, every, like, my group chat with my sister, so I was like, you all need to watch this. And literally not two days later, all these memes started coming <laughs> out. I was so glad I watched it because it is, it is insane and so crazy. Yeah. I need to watch it's it, hilarious. but my husband and I try to watch shows together, mm-hmm. and right now we're watching The Crown. Oh. And we pretty much can only watch one episode a night because... Our daughter yeah. goes to bed so late. So we're getting through that first, but I'm very tempted just to midday mm-hmm. binge it. And then perfect for that, yeah. When we do watch it, I'll pretend like I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See this? <laughs> yeah, so I started watching it. And my husband came home and was like, what are you watching? And I was like, no, 
babe, you gotta watch this. And then he totally got hooked. Like, yeah. I can't believe it. That's so not something he would watch. But yeah. Did you like it all the way through? I yes. heard that it kind of like fades off. You have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Like, there's little weird twists. Like, like I thought I'd be over it, and then something crazy happens, and it's just, it's out of this world. It's unlike <laughs> This group of people is just, they're in their own little world, and own little freaky world it's just so <laughs> weird but yeah I will watch it. it you gotta hopefully sooner rather than later mm-hmm. the memes are the best I don't know this whole social distancing and Tiger King have just kind of taken over <laughs> my world lately <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah my world hasn't changed a whole lot I realized that my lifestyle of living is called quarantine <laughs> and <laughs> People don't like it. <laughs> Apparently, people don't. I'm like thriving. It. Yeah. <laughs> like finally, everyone else is catching. Leave on. me alone. Oh, funny. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, even when I do go to work, obviously we're doing facials, so it's not like we're talking a whole lot mm-hmm. to our clients. So I picked a career that aids my lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Of not talking. Yeah. Early. No, I've told people, like, it gets lonely, you know? It yeah. gets lonely in there sometimes because it is quiet. And if you're just seeing clients one-on-one and then they leave and you're just by yourself yeah. pretty much all day. Yeah, it's lonely. And I remember Miss Denise saying that in school one time. Mm-hmm. She's like, it can get kind of lonely. I was like, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of gets to me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So, this is take two, everyone. <laughs> it's been about a month since we've recorded, and we, we realize that we are a little bit out of practice. We've mm-hmm. been quarantined and forgot how to speak. <laughs> the social distancing has really done a number on us. <laughs> so, we've drank some wine now. <laughs> we're feeling good. So, we're going to talk about vitamin A today. Retinoic acid derivatives um, are different. Oh, nope. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Take 17. Take 25. (laughs) Okay. Vitamin A. Okay. So, all of what's about to follow are retinoic acid derivatives. They're all forms of vitamin A. So if you hear us saying vitamin A and then another form of it, we're kind of just using the words interchangeably. Not to confuse you, but to give you kind of like a, a preface. So a retinoid is the family for all that is to follow. Um, it's a vitamin A like I was just talking about. And the various compounds that are derived for it, from it, sorry. So, the most sensitive skin appropriate, I would say, would be a retinol palmitate. And this is going to be the furthest away from your retinoic acid. So, it'll be the easiest to begin with if you've never used a retinol or a vitamin A before, if you have sensitive skin, if you have rosacea or um, any underlying skin conditions, this may be a good place to start. The further we are away from retinoic acid, 
the less active because of the conversion that your skin has to perform to make it beneficial. So we're gonna do the retinol palmitate and then we're going to retinol. And retinol is a, it's available in a variety of products. It makes your skin go through that extra step, but it's not as light as retinol palmitate, I would say. Um, they are non-prescription because they are a weaker analog than a few that we're about to talk about. So then after the retinol palmitate, we're gonna go into a retinol and the retinol is going to be available in a variety of products and um, it is a non-prescription ingredient so you can get it over the counter at spas or online. Um, we did post on our story some of our retinol recommendations. I would say, and this is my own opinion, retinol is going to be the most available uh, because you can get it. I know Neutrogena, I think, just launched a retinol line. And then it is like one of the most um, common I would yeah, say, I think forms of vitamin well A. Known. I almost wonder if something like Neutrogena would actually have retinol palmitate, but just be calling it retinol. They very well could be. Or just a really tiny percentage. Yeah, I tried to look at the percentage and they don't list it on any of their packaging. Yeah. I'm assuming it's an FDA thing that it's not required Yeah. to put on on the packaging. So then we're going to go into tretinoin and this is kind of like the gold, gold standard. It's also called Retin-A. So if you go to the doctors to get your prescription... Most likely, it'll be a Retin-A. The generic form is tretinoin. It is FDA approved, and it inhibits in enzymes that create pigment. So it's great for melasma treatment. And then after that, we're going to do adapalene. And this is over-the-counter. It is the least irritating. So this is also def different also, right? Yeah. Different. 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 Um, is an over-the-counter. It's great for acne, not so much for its benefits for wrinkles. Um, Epiduo also contains it, which is a um, prescription. Tazerac tends to be a little bit more irritating, but it's also very popular in Europe. And then we have Accutane, which is very intense. Mm -hmm. You do need a prescription for it. Many people that are on this don't have serious side effects, but tell your doctor right away if there are any side effects. This could be mood changes, depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, a tingling feeling in your skin, um, maybe some muscle pain, signs of infection, fever, sore throat, painful swallowing, things like that. You cannot be on this use it if you are pregnant i would say we're nursing or trying to get pregnant. or trying to get pregnant <laughs> you do have to take a pregnancy test before starting this medication and while you're on it you must take a monthly pregnancy test because it can cause birth defects in in fetuses i've used retinol tretinoin and that's it.
I have not used Accutane. I've had friends that have used Accutane. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the reactions that Mm -hmm. it does cause. There's, you know, red, flaking. Yeah. The same kind of reactions you can have with retinol, I would just think a little bit more uh, intense and probably a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a long-term solution. Yeah. And the friends that i know that have been on it, it was strictly for acne. Yeah. Me too. I don't know of anyone who's used it for anything else. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, of these forms of retinoic acid or vitamin A, retinol and uh, tretinoin are, I would think, the best for anti-aging. And then Accutane and Adapalene for acne. Mm-hmm. And the benefits, Um, lots of benefits. So first we have, it can reverse photo damage. So that means uh, anything caused from the sun. So freckles, age spots, um, some people call them liver spots. (laughs) Um, It can prevent pimples and clear breakouts that you have. Uh, Retinol will clean out your pores. It can fade hyperpigmentation. I guess that goes along with photo damage. It can be anti-inflammatory. It increases collagen and cell turnover. Great for anti-aging. It can help with psoriasis. Um, And it alters the biology of the cells to create more collagen. And it can also prevent skin cancer in some ways. Vitamin A functions at a cellular level, so when it's applied to the skin, the uh, chemicals enter the cells and bind to specific receptors to alter the biology of the skin and then train them to behave properly. So it'll go into your skin, differentiate the cells that are working properly and those that aren't, and then repair itself. So some forms... I read can be geared toward certain receptors mm-hmm. in other forms to other receptors. So that's why they think some are better for acne, some are better for anti-aging, stuff like that. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to use this? So when you start using a retinol product, there is a retinization period. So I know those of you that have listened to the podcast from the beginning, I went through this process when I started using Zeo by Zenobaji, and it was like a 6- to 12-week period where your skin is changing and reacting to the retinol, and that's like what we were just talking about. If your skin is going in and repairing itself and differentiating differentiating, um, the difference in skin cells to train them to behave properly, you're going to get a reaction. You're going to see like a redness, a flaking, dry skin, stinging maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, when this happens, just take a day or two off with using a tretinoin or a vitamin A in general. It's important to start slowly. Um, I would say maybe three times a week and then work yourself up to seven days a week. Unlike hydroquinone, there is no time limit on retinol, so you can use it from now until yeah (laughs) until the end of time but yeah it is hard kind of easing into it because 
you know, we all want instant results, but, um, yeah, the hardest part is just being patient Mm -hmm. and just not doing it every night. And the slower you go with the smaller percentage, the less retinization period you go through. So it's also beneficial to go low and slow to begin with because you're starting a, you know, a product that is meant to change your skin. So if you start slowly, that period could be a little bit less intense for you, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start using it as early as your mid-20s. I would say even a little bit younger than that. Start at a low dose. You can start with using um, the retinol palmitate or a low percentage of retinol just because you're not necessarily treating anything right away. Um, it's more preventatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had started back then. <laughs> I didn't start till I was like 30, I think. The FDA doesn't mandate that all retinol products disclose a percentage in the product, so those who don't show it, I would assume it's a really low percentage, mm-hmm. a whisper of retinol, if you will. So if you are going to be spending the money on a retinol product, personally, I would recommend going for a product that shows you the percent so you know exactly what you're getting. If you're buying, like what we were talking about, the Neutrogena one Mm -hmm. and using it every night, you're not going to have a reactive phase because Neutrogena doesn't necessarily educate by the masses. So if you buy one of their products and then you use it and then you react, you're going to take it back to the store and return it because you're going to think Mm -hmm. that you're having a bad reaction or you're allergic or your skin hates it. And really that's the whole point of retinol. So I would say for companies that don't disclose the percentage, I wouldn't personally even count it as Mm -hmm. a retinol. Me neither. To be honest. So invest in a professional product. You know exactly what you're getting. You'll be educated on when to use it and um, what other products you can or cannot use with it and the delivery system within the product, which is all very important. Mm-hmm. Um, if your skin is very sensitized, you can also use it as a short-term contact method, which is you can you know, do your skincare routine, wash your face, tone, and then you can... Put a layer of the retinol on, leave it on for about 30 minutes, and then go back in and cleanse your skin with a gentle cleanser. Um, More likely than not, you won't have any sort of retinization with that method, and then slowly just build yourself into keeping it on overnight. You're going to use a gentle cleanser and avoid active exfoliants during the retinization period. Once that period is over, feel free to use whatever cleanser you want except for AHAs, lactic, salicylic, benzoyl peroxide, all of those can uh, inactivate the retinol. So if you are using a facial wash that is geared towards anti-acne, more likely than not, they will have those ingredients in them. So just as an, like an umbrella overall recommendation, stick to a gentle cleanser if you're going to be using a retinol, just because you don't want to accidentally inactivate it also you don't necessarily want to apply it on wet skin because whatever products we apply to wet skin penetrate a little bit deeper so we want more of a control over 
how deep it's going into our skin, especially if it's a higher concentrate or you're still in that retinization period. Um, applying it on wet skin can be a little bit intrusive or invasive. And then lastly, a cream vehicle is going to be less irritating than a gel. Just for okay. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> so if you first got a gel and you're, it's a little bit more intense than you, you would like, try and switch to a cream and see how that goes. Contraindications. People who may not be a good candidate for retinal products. Um, pregnancy, uh, if you're pregnant, if you're lactating. Uh, rosacea, if you're planning to do a chemical peel or microderm, uh, you would want to stop using your retinal products uh, maybe three to five days before uh, your planned treatment. Also, waxing um, can pull your skin. Uh, yes, so if you get waxed, the um, retinol can cause your skin to, uh, the outer layer of your skin to be thinner and more sensitive. So you can get red more easily, or you can even, the skin will even lift uh, from the wax, which is kind of scary. So again, just take a break if you, take a break from the retinol if you need to have any of that done. And your skin may go through a purging period um, if you have acne which is totally normal and it doesn't last forever, but basically it's pulling all of the toxins out from inside the skin um, from underneath. So it's pulling it out and then uh, it should be gone after that. It should clear up nicely after the purging period. And then as far as aftercare goes, SPF times 10. <laughs> SPF, SPF, SPF. Uh, can sort of sensitize the skin. You're more prone to redness too if you're in the sun. So definitely SPF, which is also um, I think partly why people recommend using your retinol products at night. Yes. Um, retinol is more of a um, photosensitizing ingredient, so it can just make you a little bit more susceptible to sun damage and sunburns. As far as the chemical peels go, um, obviously if you're getting a peel, you're going to be going to an esthetician and I'm sure they'll tell you, but before you make your appointment, just know that you should be off of the retinol um, about five days or five days to a week before any IPLs or peels or microderm or anything like that. We do have a scientific study that was done in May of 2007 and it is the improvement of naturally aged skin with vitamin A. And I will link to this study in the show notes so you guys can go take a look if you'd like. But the general con um, concept of it was they took 36 elderly subjects with a mean age of 87 and they put retinol on one arm and then just a vehicle on the other, so like a lotion or whatever. Um, it was done in an academic referral center. It was a randomized double-blinded vehicle-controlled left and right arm comparison. The study population comprised of 36 elderly subjects. They used a topical 0.4% retinol lotion and its vehicle, or its vehicle, sorry, was applied to one arm or the other. 
clinical assessment using the semi-quantitative scale and biochemical measurements from skin biopsy specimens obtained from the treated areas. And the results after 24 weeks were that um, there were significant differences between the retinol-treated and the vehicle-treated skin. The conclusion states topical retinol improves fine wrinkles associated with natural aging, significant indication of glycosaminoglycan, which is known to retain uh, substantial water and increase collagen production are more, most likely responsible for wrinkle um, infacement. With greater skin matrix synthesis, retinol-treated aged skin is more likely to withstand skin injury and ulcer forming along with improved appearance. So, that's cool. <laughs> so the stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> Science. And then lastly, I did find a study on www.hsph.harvard.edu. And essentially, it's just debunking the idea that um, retinol causes skin cancer. The study that this came from was essentially done on mice and... The concern stemmed, okay, I'll just read it. The concern with cancer stemmed from studies in mice conducted by the FDA. The results showed that increased oxidative stress in cancer cells exposed to retinol palmitate and ultraviolet light. After review of these other studies, a statement from American Academy of Dermatology asserted, uh, quote, based on the current available data, from in vitro animal and human studies, there is no conceiving, wait, what? Convincing. There is no convincing evidence to support the notion that retinol palmitate in sunscreen causes cancer. They cited the high susceptibility of mice to skin cancer after ultraviolet exposure, even in the absence of retinol palmitate, and therefore the results of these animal studies should not be applied to humans. So essentially, mice are more likely to get uh, skin cancer anyway. So that study where a lot of people will pull the idea that it can cause cancer has been debunked. <laughs> and that's all we got. So with that, we'll see you later. All right. Wear your sunscreen. Wash your face. I thought we stopped recording of a cracker in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your face. You can follow us on social media. Bye. You can Bye. find us on Instagram at Skincare Affair Podcast and Facebook at Skincare Affair Podcast. Feel free to DM us on either platform with questions, comments, or topic suggestions. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And wash your face. And wear your SPF. We'll see you next time. Bye.